the second song that was great or, or else James just picked one you guys liked a lot I don't know that was good though that was awesome uh, uh, we have uh, let's see I'm getting messages coming in on my phone so I'm trying to get rid of those ah, my goodness um, <laughs> uh, Let's see. We are on Acts chapter 7, verse 17. And I, I read this, and then I, uh, I read uh, in the Old Testament. And uh, Habakkuk. We have Habakkuk? No, where is he? Oh, there you are. Your book in the... I read your book this morning. Uh, <laughs> I read... I didn't see you back beside me here. Uh, but I was reading in uh, Habakkuk this morning. I think that's how I say it. I don't know how you say it. A little bit different. <laughs> Habakkuk. Uh, but uh, I found it interesting because Habakkuk is talking to God about how come bad things happen, you know? And what I got out of Acts chapter 7, in, in Stephen, is again, he's speaking about the history of the Jews and how God has worked through the history of the Jews and the promise to Abraham and Joseph going through slavery, going through being sold and, and being falsely accused and all these things that are, are not fun. And I was reminded that God has written the script of the world. And that script is perfect. You guys know what I mean by a script? A script is if we have a play. We want to do a play, and I want to pretend that uh, Moses is uh, is Moses in the Bible, and Joseph is uh, his uh, his right hand man. And so I I write out a script, and I said, Moses, here's your line. You say this. Joseph, here's your line. When he says this, then you say this. And then when he says that, Moses, you throw up your hands and you do this. And that's a script. We write out all the actions and all the words for a play, for someone to play out, right? God is in such control of this world that it's like a script that he has written. Every action that we take is something that God knew ahead of time. He predestined to happen. He is in control, and yet he lives, he lets us live it out. And we don't even know he's in control. God isn't moving my hand, is he? But yet, by his power, I'm held together. By his power, I have energy. And so God is ultimately in control of all things. And so he has written out the script for the entire world. From the time he created it to the time it goes to an end, God is in control. He is sovereign. That's what we call sovereign Lord. So God's script is perfect. 
and in his sovereignty, he is guiding all elements of his script, good and bad, to fulfill it perfectly. The Old Testament has several places where, well, actually several places throughout the Bible where people do that. Job was complaining to God about why the bad people get good things. David did the same thing. Solomon pointed it out. Jeremiah, but Habakkuk, I'm going to read I'm going to read Habakkuk. This is how he starts his book off. This is Habakkuk, chapter 1, verses 2 through 3. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help, and you will not hear, or cry to you, violence, and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity? Why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. And he's bothered by that. And I'm bothered by that. I see that in the world. We were praying for Joseph. I took him down to the hospital yesterday. That was tough. It was hard to see him struggling in the pain that he was in. And I said, Lord, what are you doing? And he reminds me, my script is perfect. And I will work all things out for my glory and your good. God goes on to answer Habakkuk's complaint, but it reinforces the reality that our sovereign God's script is perfect, and I can trust him wholly. Let's get to uh, today's passage. We see that God's plan doesn't always look like fun, and God's promise involves trials. Acts chapter 7, verses 17 through 21. But as the time of the promise drew near, which God had granted to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt until there arose over Egypt another king who did not know Joseph. He dealt shrewdly with our race and forced our fathers to expose their infants so that they would not be kept alive. At this time, Moses was born and he was beautiful in God's sight. And he was brought up for three months in his father's house. And when he was exposed, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and brought him up as her own son. That's just a crazy series of events. And you look at that and you go, would, would I plan it out that way if I was going to have... Uh, things happen, I would not plan it out so that my, my people, my friends, my, my children suffered. I, I'm dealing with parents all the time and they always want to protect when I coach football. They want their children protected. They want their children to be the starting. They want to be the number one. They want their kid to be uh, shooting the goals. They're always lifting their kids up, putting them in the best spot and they don't want them to suffer. They don't want them to be taken down God doesn't work that way he wants our best and our best often involves challenge and trial remember uh, we've read Acts chapter 4 a while back but I'm going to go back through that real quick Acts chapter 4 verses 24 through 29 remember Peter had been in prison Peter and John went into prison and they came out of prison and they came and told the rest of the disciples, this is what happened. We were beat and they've told us if we speak in the name of Jesus, they will imprison us and they will kill us. So they gave them serious threats. 
And the response was, and when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord. See, they heard about the threats and they said, Sovereign Lord. Sovereign means one who controls all things. The one who has written the script for all of history. Sovereign Lord. Sovereign Lord, who made heaven and earth and sea and everything in them. Who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth, they were dealing with the kings of the earth. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. They're talking about Jesus. The rulers of the earth, the Romans, the Jews were set against Jesus. For truly in this city, there were gathered together against your holy servant, whom you anointed, both Herod, Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel. But listen to this. This is their perspective, guys. This is God's script. And they saw it. They understood. This is God's script. The hard part. Jesus is about to be crucified. And they said, to do whatever your hand. See, God was in control. And God used those terrible circumstances for his glory. To do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. See, God planned it this way. It wasn't like he was like, oh, whoops, hey, they caught Jesus. Now what am I going to do? Oh, maybe I'll have him crucify him. No, from the foundation of the world, God wrote out the script. This is how I'm going to do this. So when we run into trials, when I'm driving Joseph down and Joseph is struggling, I am going to go to God and I'm going to say, God, you are in control. You are sovereign. And I pray that your name will be glorified through this. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants relief. Did they ask for relief? When they saw the threats of the Jews, did they say, Lord, please take out those Jews. Don't let them threaten us. They did not say that. They said, you are sovereign. And in your sovereignty, you have decided that these guys are going to threaten us. And so, in your sovereignty, we are going to accept that. And we want to continue to speak your word with all boldness. Grant your servants to speak your word with all boldness. They didn't ask for any relief from the pain. They said, grant your servants strength to speak your word with all boldness. Let's go back to Acts chapter 7, verse 17. But as the time of the promise drew near, remember God had, had laid out a promise which God had granted to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt. There was a time of a promise. God had a promise and our sovereign God's script is perfect. The timing is perfect and he knows when he needs it to happen. He knows what needs to happen. Remember what the promise was in Genesis chapter 15 God said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs. That doesn't sound like much of a promise. They will be traveling around in a land that's not theirs. But Abraham wanted this land, and God had told him, Go to the land of Canaan, and I will give it to you. 
And now he's giving him the promise, but he's saying they're going to be in a land that's not theirs. That's not a promise that I would make to my kids. I would want to make the, a promise to my kids that they're going to have good things. But God is promising that they will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs. And even more, they will be servants there. And they will be afflicted. And they will be afflicted. Not for a day. Not for a week. Not for a month. Not even for a year. They will be afflicted for 400 years. This is not an easy task. This is not a promise I would want to have. But God is sovereign and he has a plan and he has a purpose. And I need to trust him in that plan and in that purpose. And when I have trials, I need to embrace them. God is in control and I can do things to prevent pain. But as God is in control, I accept that he is controlling all things. He is sovereign. God's promise included trouble and trials. Remember what Jesus told his disciples on the night he was betrayed? Remember, we went through this too. We went through John. John chapter 16, verse 33. The last words Jesus says to his disciples that are recorded here before he goes to get crucified. And he says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trials, tribulation, trouble. You will have trouble in the world. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Throughout scripture we see trouble in this world, but we're not supposed to be worried about it. Acts 17 or 7, 18. We'll continue on the passage. Until there arose over Egypt another king who did not know Joseph. He dealt shrewdly with our race and forced our fathers to expose their infants. The infants were killed. There was death involved in this promise. All things, including things we see as evil, happen for a purpose. Our sovereign God's script is perfect. Paul talked about the purpose of the law, and the purpose of the law was that sin might be shown to be sin. And this is one of the reasons why we see bad things. Because we need to understand that when we are separated from God, when mankind is separated from God, mankind does evil things. And we don't want to live in those evil times. So God is showing us the consequence of leaving him and saying, come to me. Obey me and you will see good things. Evil things come from being without me. The purpose of the law was to contrast good with evil. This is good, this is bad. Do good, not bad. Do good and good things will happen. Do bad and bad things will happen. Don't allow bad things. The law is set so that we have boundaries and we can tell people, don't do bad things because bad things will happen. At this time, at the time that all those people were having to put their babies out and kill them, at this time, when they were killing the babies, that is when Moses was born. Moses was born at this time, and it wasn't an accident. God had purpose in having him born at that time. 
God used Moses' exposure. They had to set him out. By order of the king, they had to set him out and lay him out in the water. And God used that to get Moses adopted by Pharaoh. That doesn't happen. The king of the country doesn't go and adopt a slave's kid. But God used the exposure to have Moses adopted. And he brought a lot of babies into heaven. There were babies that died. They go to heaven. So they had good out of that. But Moses was raised up under Pharaoh's household because he was exposed. He was laid out in the open. God had purpose in it. Our sovereign God's script is perfect. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, God talks about how he sees things versus how we see things. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I don't know how this is going to record today. I'm trying to record all this, but it's going to be noisy. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Our God has a perfect script. Everything that he has written out will happen because he is sovereign and it will happen for his glory. We can trust him because he is a perfect God. What then shall we say to this? If God is for us, who can stand against us? Romans 8, 31, awesome passage. If God is for us, who can stand against us? We have a perfect God with a perfect script walking it out. Trust Him. When I drive down to Phoebe, I can trust that God is going to honor and glorify His name through what's happening. Put your trust in the sovereign God who has laid out all of the universe for His purpose. You can trust Him with everything. Know and pursue Him. Know and pursue Him. All other things are secondary. Thank you, Lord. We have the rain. <laughs> it is dumping out the water. I want to close in prayer. I see Moses has his Bible open. Did you have something you want to share? Or do we want to do it another time when it's not so noisy? All right, I want to. Are you going to share? I want to record you. No, if you're going to speak, I want to hear it. You go ahead. Now he's, now he's nervous. I'm recording him. Okay. Uh, oh, you want to. I should have a phone. With me or? Oh, okay. As he was saying, we, you know, God, we have it, and we understand it in another in our very dialect, like 
the sovereign God. We're talking about uh, when he know him pastor, one pastor, the poor child, you see, Yomli Koyon. Yomli Koyon, the owner of everything. God is the owner of everything. What we do, what are you? Whether you king, whether you who, whatsoever on this earth, that's for us. God is the owner of everything. So, God making us to suffer, it not mean that he hate us. God don't hate us, but he discipline us. We are his children, he churches, he, uh, he can help us in another way when we are going the wrong way. When we are living from the present, doing our own thing, it's just that we the parent. We don't hate our children. But when they're doing the wrong thing, we will discipline them because we want them to know why, why they are doing it. It's not, it's not helpful for them, for their future. So, even when you are talking about Moses, when you read the Bible, you tell Moses, I bore you on the wing of an eagle. You are telling Moses, I know you, if you know where I took you from. Because among all the people, the, the, the male children, that is, the boy children, all of them were killed during that time. But because God is God, He saved Moses' life. So even when they went far, He told Moses, I bore you on the eagle wing. That is, the place where I took you from, when I will take you from there. Because Nearly all the children, the big children die at that time. So you and you and myself, God know the reason why He said keeping all alive. And not that we are perfect. And not that we are working for Him. I mean we're doing something great for Him. He keeping all alive because He wants us to follow Him, to know Him. To know Him. Who He is. So he can always show himself to us in so many ways. When we are going the wrong way, he, he directs us by, you know, giving us some kind of test, some kind of problem that will make you to come by to him. Because he don't, he don't want us to. He said it is not a wish for any of us to die and go to hell. That we all should come to repentance. That we all should come to repentance and know him. That tomorrow we all will be with him. Paul then, Timothy then, they are done their part and they are with Christ. But so, we have to follow suit so we all can be with him tomorrow. So this morning, that's a little message for you guys. Thank you. Yeah. All right. It is, uh, it is noisy, but let me close in prayer and then uh, we can uh, move on. Father God, I thank you. I thank you that you are sovereign and that you have predestined, you have written the script for all of the world for your glory and give us opportunity to, to come to know you. Pray that you would open our hearts and minds, guide us as we walk today Draw us closer to you through the events of today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys.